in because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. My name is Alex, your host and guide through our Outwatch journey where we rewatch, recap, and react to seasons past of Survivor. Today, we are on the seventh episode of Survivor's 37th installment, Survivor David versus Goliath, an all-timer, maybe the high watermark of modern seasons. Uh, and today we've got the merge episode titled There's Gonna Be Tears Shed. So whether this is your first watch of the season, you're undergoing your own rewatch, or you just like to think back on seasons past, we are glad that you are joining us today as we go through this particular episode. But of course, I am not the only person here. I am joined by the rest of the Outwatch crew who is taking in this season episode by episode for the very first time, um, you know, I've got a little bit different of a format here, so I'm just going to we'll just welcome everyone. Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Hello, how you doing? I'm great. Um, Adam, welcome to Outwatch. So good to be here. And Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, today, you know, this particular episode has one of the wilder immunity challenges that I think we've seen to this part in Survivor and that it's just it's just kind of like a what are we doing sort of challenge if you if you don't recall this is the one where they've got a long slanging pole and they've got to keep it moving around this this contraption at their feet lest the um, the the pendulum knock over an immunity idol or or stops moving um, y- y'all know what we're talking about here, right? Did I do it justice? Would you add any more context to this challenge? They had to balance too. They had to balance. Yeah, too. they had to balance. Yeah, yeah. They like adding. Often, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they seem to like adding balance things in this. They're like, well, this isn't enough. They yeah. need to stand on a small piece of wood too. If you can't balance, this- you're kind of just hosed. It's like half the tribe, half the people are super athletic, so we need to throw off their balance. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know if y'all knew this in our, you know, several seasons of Survivor we've watched now, but the, you know, the production department names every challenge um, that they that they create. Some some of them are recurring challenges such that it's like, oh, it's Simotion again, um, one of the more famous challenges. And so I've got a bit of a trivia game here. I have pulled five challenges from this season um, and I've got three options, one of which is the name of the challenge. And I want you to see if you can figure out which of these is the name, the actual name, the canonical name of the challenge. The Christian name. The Christian name. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all up for it? Let's, yeah, do it? let's do it. I think you know we'll we'll just do it, and all all of you can tell me 
you know what your what you believe your answers are. Keep track of your points. The winner will get something. Um, five points. How about that? Winner gets five points. Wow. I don't think it matters for me. But go ahead. <laughs> right. First one. It's this varies challenge that we've been talking about. The pendulum one from this episode. Is this challenge called a ringleader? B centripetal. Or C, chitty chitty clang clang. <laughs> I wanted to be C so bad. <laughs> I'm going with C. I need it to be C. Okay, Adam's going C. What are the options again? Ringleader, centripetal, and chitty chitty clang clang. I'm going B. Okay. Emily, what's your heart leading you towards? Uh, I wanted it to be C, but I might go with A. You're just going to spam the gamut. Ringleader. But when Alice has come up with... <laughs> really metagaming this. Uh, the correct answer was A. It was ringleader. <laughs> no points this round. I wish it was called Chitty Chitty Clang Clang. But... It's so good. <laughs> yeah, that one I was pretty proud of. That's great. <laughs> how much time did he devote to this? I don't know. I'll let you in on a little secret. All the names, both that I came up with and that um you know matt van wagnon and the survivor production department came up with are all stupid they're all stupid <laughs> okay next episode next one is last episode's giant clifford the big red dog dog bowl carry across the obstacle course one. Oh my god is this <laughs> one titled a bowling for soup b dishwalla or c Waterworld. Oh. I'm going with B. Emily's going, going B. With, I'm going with C. Waterworld for Adam. Scott, what's it going to be? Uh, give me A. Okay. Alex. This one was B. Dishwalla. Point for Emily. I don't know what that means. I thought, I thought we had like an, an Atlas reference, you know, where he like carried the world on his shoulders. Like mm, that would be, that would have been good. Um, it's a variation, according to the Survivor Wiki, of the classic Survivor challenge, Dear Liza, which is, you know, there's a hole in the bucket and they have to mm. transport the bucket. Okay, the next one is from a couple episodes ago. It's the sandbag slingshot one. If you remember this, um, they had to get a bunch of sandbags and then you just shoot them. You just shoot a bunch of sandbags with a slingshot at targets. Um, is this one called Ball Stars, Ballistic Missiles, or The Old Ball and Chain? Ball stars, ballistic missiles, the old ball and chain. I want it. It's A. I want it to be A. Okay. 
it's never what I wanted to be, but I want it to be A. B. Scott Scott locks in B. I was my heart said A, so I'm gonna do it. Okay. This one's B, it's ballistic missiles. No! <laughs> one to one. Scott and Emily are tied. You know, if it's a tie, um, I've got no tiebreaker, so two more here. Then I get the points. Then yeah. <laughs> the loser gets it. Okay, this is the rope untangling one. Basically, there were like various stations where they had to do like rope untangling puzzles, and then there was like an actual puzzle at the end. Um, is this one called Slipknot? Shovels in rope or tangled up in blue. Ah, <laughs> uh, the emo kid in me wants it to be slipknot, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I'm going with B. Okay, lock it in. Shovels and rope. Shovels and rope. Give me A. Slipknot for Scott. And a clown mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's A for me. Okay. Uh, you are all wrong on this one. This one was Tangled Up in Blue. A reference, of course, to the Bob Dylan song. Oh, whatever. <laughs> okay. Does anybody actually like Bob Dylan? Like, we don't know enough about the Puzzle Master, apparently. <laughs> you want to see what you're playing for? That was my that was my Bob Dylan doing Survivors. <laughs> okay, last one. Let's see if we can break the tie. Um, this was from all the way back in episode one. It's your classic um, obstacle course. There's a ropes thing, and then there's a number puzzle at the end. I'm going to be honest. I don't know how thematically it ties to the name. Here are your three options. Is it A, Matchbox 25, B, Blink 125, or C, Maroon 25. What? Why? <laughs> what was the challenge again? It was like an Very obstacle hard. course and there was a number puzzle at the end. Oh. I think it's it's a, a reference to the number puzzle. Okay. <sighs> Matchbox 25, Blink 125, <laughs> or Maroon 25. And one after a Bob Dylan song, so I'm going for Maroon 25. Okay. Matchbox 125. Okay. For me. I'm going to do B. Scott, it is Matchbox 25. Congratulations. If it had been the solo work, I would have gone with that. <laughs> Scott. Um, you win. How does it feel to feel you're the most survivor challenge name literate? I just, you know, I just want to thank God. You know, <laughs> <laughs> thank Lord. I mean, Jeff. Yeah, Mr. Jeff, let's go. <laughs> How dare you Our bring Jonathan Young into this podcast, Scott? I know. Get out of I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> 
Well, Mr. Jeff. <laughs> what a ding dong. All right. Well, um, hey, what do you say we get into what happened this merge episode of David versus Goliath and we take a trip down to tree mail and um, talk through what happened? Let's do it. This one starts right out of the gate. The tribes converge on the Tika beach and were merged right out of the gate. Um, right off the bat at the merge feast, Angelina is feeling skeptical of Alec for his flipping on Natalia way back when. Um, Carl expresses that he is interested in taking out Elizabeth after their spat last episode. And Dan tells Kara about his idol. Who saw that one coming? Alec forms an alliance with Christian, the unlikely pair, um, and Elizabeth lets us know that she's intimidated by the Dan and Kara duo. And at this point, kind of the central story point of the episode comes together. We have what is known as the Strike Force come together, this alliance of six with Mike, Alec, Gabby, Christian, Nick. Um, I'm a, the last one's escaping me. Another Goliath. Someone else. Allison. That sounds right. Yeah, it's Allison. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this this cross tribal alliance here, they're they're looking to kind of secretly pull some strings. We've got the weird pendulum swinging immunity challenge, as we referenced earlier. And Allison wins this one. She edges out Elizabeth, taking home the immunity. Back at camp, Angelina wants to vote out Christian rather than Elizabeth, seeing him as a big threat, but Alec is motivated to keep that strike force together instead. Um, after Angelina immediate, or initially swings things to Christian, Dan and company flip it back to Elizabeth without telling Angelina until close to the end of the time before tribal, and then Angelina takes it upon herself to pull Elizabeth aside right before tribal and tell her that it's going to be her. Um, whether this is a display of compassion or strategy is of much debate. And then at tribal council, Elizabeth blows up Angelina's spot, tells everyone what Angelina told her. Angelina's accused of jury managing and stuff really goes haywire. But after all of this, it's as cut and dry as it gets. Elizabeth is voted out unanimously, I believe um, 12 to one or 13 to one. In either case, it's like the biggest margin by which somebody's ever voted out. Um, 12 to 1. So, not a great... Um, with, uh, the cards don't come out well for Elizabeth here, as she um, takes the brunt of this one and becomes the first member of the jury. Um, Adam, why don't, why don't you start out by talking about Elizabeth and what may have gone wrong for her here. Um, somebody early on that you identified as someone you were interested in. Yeah, I think Elizabeth started out uh, really as a big team player. She had a pretty positive attitude. Um, seemed like she could compete well in challenges, pretty physical uh, person. So uh, I, I really liked her from the jump. Um, she, got, she got along with a lot of people, it seemed like. As it went on, it seemed like she got along with fewer and fewer people. Um, I, I don't know if it was just like, I mean, we, there's a whole episode about her having back issues and like she's sleeping outside and they're just, you know, you're, you're hungry. 
there are a number of reasons why you could very quickly become kind of jaded and annoyed at people <laughs> you spend 24 sure. hours a For day sure. with. Um, I don't know. She just kind of like fell apart. She also wasn't the most strategic person. Um, she, she had a couple of interesting ideas from the beginning, but she was almost like too strategic in how she was looking at everything. I mean, it was literally the first tribal council. No one really knew anything then. So the, the things that she was like <laughs> saying was going to happen as a result of this vote were kind of out there. Um, and that never really got much better. Uh, I think the play of uh, blindsiding uh, uh, Angela, is that her name? Angelina? Angelina. Um, I, I think the play of blindsiding what Angelina did at Tribal was well-intentioned, but it's not going to work with this group. Like, I feel like that's something that you really just needed to, like, you needed to make a move before tribal, even if it was just with a couple people and then drop it, you know, and like something like that. Yeah. So I, I don't know. She, she was, she probably would have been better on an older season of survivor. Mm-hmm. This just isn't really her generation of survivor style. So, yeah, it's interesting. Like the, in this episode, right. You saw almost everybody else think about, okay, how can we come together to some degree? Like, bridge the gaps between two alliances, especially the Davids, like knowing that they're down in the numbers, whereas Elizabeth really stuck to her guns with like, all right, we just need to flip like two day, two Goliaths and we're good. Right. Everyone else was kind of letting that ship sail to some degree. You know, I hope that she wasn't feeling this way before a tribal. I was about ready to poop my pants today. At least this time. I think I think your settings are off. We didn't hear it. God bless it. <laughs> That's so upsetting. I, I almost stopped you before we started recording and told you yeah. to make sure. Here, here, here. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. Scarlet. All right. Let's try this again. I wonder if she felt like this. I was about ready to poop my pants today. Did that work? <laughs> yes, that <laughs> worked. <laughs> Um, okay, let's start, you know, with with everybody's um, points here that deserve the most attention at the start of the episode. Um, yeah, what what's of most note to y'all? Anybody got anything that you want to talk about first? Um, I OK, I don't know if Alec is really good at Survivor or just lucky. But like, it's one of the two, and I, I I'm really not sure which one it is. Like he he's had a couple of questionable moves that have all just kind of worked out in his favor. Yeah, and like in the merch, he's even like he he's everyone's kind of like oh like you flipped on this person, and yeah. everyone just kind of moves past it, and he's like cool free and clear. Now I'm gonna go help form the strike force. Like right. it's right. just so <laughs> like he just kind of gets away with things because he. I don't know if people just don't perceive him as enough of a threat, but I feel like he's really good at Survivor in terms of like being in a controlling position and somehow still flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't know. <laughs> he's definitely been like the first Goliath, at least, to just be like, 
okay, this game is no longer like David versus Goliath. Yeah, it's yeah. like, we're just playing Survivor now. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that gives him a bit of an edge because he can kind of play both sides. So I do think it gives him some leeway to take some chances. And if something doesn't mm-hmm. work out, he's kind of got a fallback plan. Yeah. Yeah. Like makes you wonder if his, you know, uh, kind of archetype as the like surfer bro kind of gives him some cover strategically. Yeah. Like if people underestimate his ability to think strategically, because he does say bro about, you know, every fifth word. Yep. Brewski. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just catch that during the like feast? <laughs> yeah. Brewski. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Yeah, he's a I think he true just, bro. He just has a face that, like, so this is something. I it, whenever he is at tribal council, whoever is speaking, when they cut to Alex, you're like, oh, they just convinced Alex of something. Like Alex has <laughs> always like, just been convinced of something by yeah. someone. It's just the way he always looks. Well, in the time that he, that first time that he flipped, that's kind of the way it came across. Was who was it that he was working? Somebody he, like it tried was, to. It was Elizabeth and uh, Dan, Davy, and uh, then and then Carrie, Kara, Carrie, who's Dan's Kara, girlfriend, Kara, Kara, and then whoever they voted out. I can't remember who the other. Okay, was Natalia, was right? Natalia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it Kara then? Somebody was like, they did the whole thing where they make it, they make him think it's his idea, but he mm-hmm. just kind of they kept saying things. He was just kind of like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't want that to happen. Like, well, then he's like, okay. Like, that's kind of the way it came across. That's a, that so, is the way it yeah, comes yeah. And That's why yeah. I don't know if he's good at Survivor right. or not. But, like, right. It's hard to tell. I just, working I don't for know. Him. Like, he just, he, and, he, and like the way he approached Christian too, where he's just like so, like, he's so game minded, but he's like, Dude, I think that we can do this. Like, yeah. let's you and I, and like, let's come up with a couple people, and we're gonna bring in equal people to this, so that way we're like, you know, sort of thing. It's just, I don't know. It's so interesting to watch him play this in this era of Survivor because it seems like in any other season he just would have been this massive threat. Yeah. He's just not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is considered a threat by now is totally different than what we yeah. are used to in the teens, right? Like. Yeah, somebody who is an athletic man isn't automatically a threat if they, you know, can't strategy or whatever. Yeah, it's so yeah, I, I really I, I enjoy watching Alec. I'm really excited to find out if he's good at this or not. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Scott, what was um what stuck out to you from this episode? Well, I'm going to go here because this person is on my tribe and in a previous episode I've said this person's someone to watch out for and that person is Angelina and I kind of walked that back a little bit. Okay, okay. Explain. Talk about this. So, I don't know. I just feel like we're asking the question is is Alec good at Survivor and I don't think I just don't think that Angelina is that good at Survivor. <laughs> Ooh, I think she's quite bad. I agree. Yeah. Um, I just think that she does like she talks too much. Angelina's like always since, you know, in the real time when this aired to now, such an interesting person to talk about on Survivor because she's very divisive and she's yeah. like 
very smart, very strategic, but like something about her presentation, just like it doesn't work for people. Yeah. I think I think that's a good point because I I think that she understands Survivor. Mm-hmm. I really think she does. I just I think she can't execute it like to save her life. It's yeah. just bad. <laughs> I like the whole thing with Elizabeth. Like yeah, like, it was <laughs> like it was jury management. But oh, did you? But did you need to do that? <laughs> right at the yeah. final thirteen, and that's yeah. I don't. So like and like yeah like she's very strategic but she's like it's playing out like in a she does it in a very public way mm-hmm. I get yeah. that sense and I just feel like it paints this massive target on her back <laughs> I had a massive problem with her this episode <laughs> sure sure well I think that it's interesting though because I think I'd want to take Angelina all the way to the final with me because I don't think anyone would vote for her. <laughs> like, that's a very good that, point. I think she is a great person to take the finals because she's so just bad at executing this. It's interesting. Like, we'll see what, you know, her story is like from here. But like, you know, yeah, the, the way that she. Yeah, something about the execution looks to really rub people the wrong way on the island and even yeah like from a meta viewership perspective too also does on plenty of survivor viewers um yeah and the conversation you know can be had to what extent is that her fault to what extent is it her being in a bad spot you know or so yeah yeah it it was not a great not a good result for her this episode certainly um with the attempt to smooth things over with Elizabeth. It also, I mean, like this really, the the move that she made there is one that really could work out for her. If Elizabeth doesn't react the way that she does. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like that, that's just part of, I I think that's what I mean by the execution part of it is like the things that she's doing aren't necessarily bad. She just doesn't always do them to the people that she should be doing them to, or she's not sure tailoring that experience necessarily yeah yeah it was an incorrect read this was this was the same i mean it's not the exact same strategy but it's a similar thing that she does to try to get uh natalie's coat um which like that whole thing was just like dear god like do you believe your own bullshit was like what it felt like (laughs) and now like however many episodes later it's like oh no this is just the way that she plays this game and like you buy it for a little bit, but especially as a viewer, because you're watching it over and over again, yeah. edit it. So you see it just like coming back to you and back to you. It just, it, it just feels so disingenuine. Yeah. It's a little, you know, I'm just kind of thinking about this way, but it's a little like Adam Klein without the bedside manner, you know, without the like yeah. genuineness. Yeah. You don't feel sorry for Angelina the way you feel sorry for Adam Klein. <laughs> sure. I just, yeah, I think the thing that the more we watch her, I don't know. I, it's like not fair to just say, well, I, there's just something about her I don't like because like, wow, a lot of women probably get that, don't they? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but right. I think she, yeah, I just don't think she's, and I wouldn't even say this is necessarily her fault. Like she takes risks. Right. 
like telling Elizabeth, like that's a risk to take. Yeah. And it's, you know, people do that for jury management. That's like not unheard of. But and it could have worked get, out. Yeah. Like, but when you get outed, yeah. then you're in a tight spot. And it's like, okay, how do you respond to that? I think the thing that bothered me about Angelina the most is that she just kind of, and I don't think she means to do this, but she, or maybe she does, but she kind of acts like people are dumb. Like, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. this is what I meant by that. Surely you all know that. And I think she's just really trying to be suave. And it's like, but you have to realize that people can see through your sh- shoot. <laughs> you can, Emily, you can say yeah. shit on the podcast. Okay. Well, people can see through your shit. And at some point, if you've been caught, I think it's more important for you to own up to that because. I think you make it worse by just acting like, oh, well, people will believe me if I just lie to them about yeah, it. Well, like, sure, it just yeah. looks but this is the funny thing about saying that is like, I, I agree. And that's what people say on Survivor, I guess, is like, you know, own your mistake or whatever. But Adam Klein, we make fun of him all the okay. time for walking up to someone and saying, I lied to you and screwed you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. It is like such a hard I mean, like, that's just Survivor. It's just the game. Like, yeah. it's hard to, like, what is the right decision? Like, you make one you make one decision, and people are like, oh, well, you should have done this. But if you had done that, yeah, you know, it, yeah. people would have said, you probably should have done this. So, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I wonder how much of it, too, is, like, the theme of the season is, like, David versus Goliath. And she is, on, like, she's on the Goliath tribe. Yeah. Like, how much, like, as a viewer, yeah. I'm I'm more inclined to root for the David tribe. Yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. point. Um, yeah. So, like, maybe that, like, maybe that has something to do with it, too. I don't know. But yeah. yeah, surely on the island, too. It's like the Davids buy into the Goliaths as the big bads, you know, and it's like paints the way that they see them. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's a really, really good point. Well, I'm also curious how she would play if she had been cast as a David. Right. Like, how, how much you buy into it yeah. yourself. Like, oh, well, this is what I am. This is the way I, you know, For I sure. play. Yeah. For it, sure. Yeah. It, it is. She's such a... I would love to see her come back. Yeah. Just to see what it's like. Yeah. Like, Sadly, I, yeah. yeah. No returning she's players. Smart. No returning player seasons other than Winners at War since since, since season 37. So... None of these players, except the winner, have returned. So, yeah, who is? You'll have to watch and find out. (laughs) I screwed you. I lied to you, and I screwed you. (laughs) It's the execution. It is. That's that's why I make fun of Adam. Is because he say that all the time. He followed someone out in the middle of the night and sat next to them. Candy out of a jar. <laughs> <laughs> He's just oh, really good so, at canning. So good. <laughs> um, Emily, did you have a thing from this episode that you wanted to um, that you wanted to bring up here? Um, I just really was intrigued by this alliance of six. Yeah, the three Davids and the three Goliaths. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just was like, oh, this, because I was like, oh, it's going to be boring because the Davids are outnumbered. So somebody should do something to shake that up. Yeah. And uh, I was pleased to, to see that someone did. Yeah. What do you think about the, to- like, the potential of a group like this, right? Where, you know, traditionally, if there is a flip of some sort, you see, like, some people from one group joining the other group. This is like, okay, let's, like, form this coalition 
of people from both groups to, you know, insurgency create this counter movement from inside? You know, do, do you think that there's like opportunity for this to shake things up? Um, yeah, I think that's that was the thing is like, I think the Lions are it could be really easy for them to just be like, oh, we're sitting pretty, we're in charge and everyone's on board. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, then I, I think they just have to be really careful. And I know that they talked about this and like, that's why they let Elizabeth. Right. Oh, it's because they can't do something too quickly and then get found out and be in trouble. So I don't know. It's like really tricky. It's tricky to like keep everyone on board and everyone calm. And yeah. everything has to be too, so. yeah, it's like, I was just thinking about this too. The people who are a part of this from the Goliath side are probably those who feel like they aren't in the majority of the subgroup of, of Goliaths, right? It's like yeah. Mike, Allison, Alec, like feels like power is centralized with like Dan, John, Kara, Angelina, you know, and not those three. Um, Great. Let me let me bang through some of these here. Some of the other things that are worth mentioning. Um, Scott, I wanted to get your take on this at the merge feast. John says that he's been really concerned with his macros. Um, <laughs> as you know, somebody skilled in, in nutrition, what sort of macros do you think that John Hennigan is pulling, you know, oh, day man. in, day out on the island there? So, yeah. He's a large man. <laughs> he, he is a large man. Yes. So for our v- listeners who are maybe macros is, re- is related to macronutrients. Mm. So we see this a lot with like bodybuilders or people like John or R- Normous. It's, you know, your carbs, your proteins and your fats. And you're supposed to hit a specific number of grams of each of those per day. And each of those equates to a specific number of calories. So fats have nine calories per gram. Carbs and protein are four um, calories. Folks, I did not prep. I did not (laughs) prep Scott with this. This is all off the dome. Yeah, this is amazing. I never knew this. (laughs) Yeah, and for you uh, alcohol drinkers there, like myself right now, having a beer. Alcohol is seven calories per gram of alcohol. So um, all that equates to calories, right? So for John, um, somebody like him, he's definitely going to want a lot of protein. Uh, they In the bodybuilding world, they say one gram of protein per pound of body fat. Um, Whoa. Or pound of, in general. So he's probably like, what? I don't know. 250, <laughs> I don't know. 200. Maybe 250, 225, 250. So, you know. It's a lot of protein. Least, yeah, that's a lot of protein, right? Um, for carbs, because you want to... Uh, you're probably talking probably 300 grams of carbs a day. 250, 300 grams of carbs, if not more. It's almost a pound. Then, yeah, <laughs> then, four, four, 454 grams is a pound, just for everyone in the U.S. world. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and it adds up quick. If you like look at your, your, you know, the food label on your box of food or whatever, it, it, it can, it can add up quickly. Um, and fat, it just depends. It just depends. But he's, I taken in 
Maintain that. He's probably talking at least 3,000 calories a day. So he's probably not hitting that on the island, huh? No. Scott, how much, what do you think the macros for this um, beverage that Mike White requested would be? I need a soy latte stat. <laughs> oh, man. It depends how much. I don't know what a soy latte is. Like, <laughs> is, there milk? is there milk in that? It's soy milk. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's two-thirds coffee, one-third foamed soy milk in this case. Is there, like, sugar in it? Or, or flip that. One-third coffee, two-thirds. Is this, like... So, I don't know. This is probably <laughs> more than you would want. I just wanted an excuse to play that. So depending on which coffee shop you go to, if you go to like a Starbucks, you're probably going to get yeah. some simple syrup in there. But like if you go to a yeah. good coffee shop, not that there's anything wrong with going to Starbucks. I love doing that occasionally. But if you go to like a good like third wave shop, you're probably not going to get you're not going to get anything unless it's flavored latte. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just one third coffee, two thirds steamed milk. Yeah. So Can I be an expert in something? Yeah. Can we talk about something that I know ask, about? Ask Emily about cats. <laughs> um, Emily, how would a cat do on Fiji? Um, we have to put a cat on our next uh, grant deal. <laughs> just, a, just a cat? Yeah. Just any cat? Okay. Cookie. We can put Cookie, our yeah. cat, our cookie. black cat. <laughs> Done. Doing it right now. I was going to say, Emily, who, would, who on the island would win a challenge of Needlepoint? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh who do you think secretly crafts or not so secretly i bet allison crafts i'll say allison was my first yeah. guess she she feels like someone who like needed something to de-stress when yeah. she was in med school yeah. and, and, and took up, picked up a craft picked up took up like needlepoint or knitting or I something yeah i could see it from davy low-key Ooh, oh yeah 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 i love that Davy, Allison, you're listening. You're welcome on the pod. Talk about your your crafting experience. Maybe Gabby. That, we won't ask you about Survivor at all. Yeah, just crafts. <laughs> if the conversation is over, I'm not going to continue going back and forth with you. <laughs> um. Okay, we've we've covered a lot of this. I uh, just want to address how Dan throws an absolute hissy fit when he finds out that Elizabeth said Dan's name. Um, <laughs> Gosh, yes, I'm about that. What a man <laughs> Yeah, how are we feeling about hot cop Dan at this point, gang? Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, like, not good at the game. And, like, he doesn't, he just, every reaction he has is, like, toxic masculinity personified. Yeah. Like, just quite bad. <laughs> um, did you catch his self-talk at the immunity challenge? You're the man. You can do this. Keep telling yourself how awesome you are. <laughs> you are the man. <laughs> it's probably oh, like all of that. <laughs> the actual inverse of my, my personal self-talk. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> Odd. Major like White Goodman vibes. Yeah, it is White Goodman vibes. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, cool audio editing with the clangs in the challenge. I don't know if you caught that. They would like hit the, you know, there was a little sequence where they used the like 
pendulum clanging the thing as like a part of the music. It was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good editing in this episode, like or in this season in general. Yeah, like yeah, I, there is. We had some seasons where it's like I don't know, you you kind of see like the editing like improve improve. This feels like such a big jump. Yeah. Anything we've really seen so far. Yeah, they do a lot. They do a lot of like creative stuff. Um, they even do a lot of, uh, and it's almost like it's almost overdone. But they do a lot of the uh, like the the tense music of the and like like someone's about to fall, and then they like cut away, and like twenty minutes later, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, they psych <laughs> you out. Um, wanted to point out that um, upon receiving immunity, Allison said that she is literally in ecstasy. So love that for her. Um, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the Dan and Angelina of it all. We've done a little bit, but the, this feud is definitely budding. Um, they're they're kind of. You know, blaming one another, scapegoating one another. Are either of them overreacting or does this feel warranted? Um, I know that. Neither Dan nor Angelina are the the favorites for y'all, but um, if you're to pick a side here, you know who who would you support? I think Angelina's better at Survivor. We like she at least under. I feel like she, when I listen to Angelina talk, I'm like, yeah, you get it. Like, even if you're not going to be able to execute this, like, you get it. Dan, I'm like, are you playing Survivor? Like, you just seem to be here. (laughs) Yeah. I agree with that. Because Dan's, like, doing everything you're not supposed to. Gets into a showman. Like, day one. Yeah. He is driven by his ego. And so he's not making good decisions. Like, he's just not making good decisions at every turn. Yeah. He also kind of, I mean, like, he kind of steamrolls, like, I, they, they have the whole conversation about not wanting to vote out Christian. Mm-hmm. And Dan is kind of the one who steamrolls Angelina in yeah. all of this. Like, he, which, kind, yeah. I, I, I get that, like, this isn't who you want to vote out, and, like, everyone's on your side with this, but you can't just walk up to someone and say, like, no, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Like, that, that just doesn't, that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with someone like Angelina, who likes to direct things herself, right? You've got to have the awareness to know that this isn't going to go well. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of take turns steamrolling one another here. Yeah. Well, I mean, Angelina also in this episode uh, was gearing him up for battle because her her husband is a Marine. Is that what the relationship? Correct. Correct. That is what it was. Yeah, that, that kind of got on Dan's nerves too. It did. It did. <laughs> Although, I mean, I get that. Was Dan in the service? No, but I, I don't think he, I don't think he was hey, right. Like, but he is a cop. He is a cop. But he's a cop. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't think Dan had a right. I don't think Dan had a right to be upset about. It. I'm not yeah. saying that like he did. I'm just like yeah. I'm just saying. Like, no, you're, they, you're right. I don't know. I just, all, yeah, just, he said that. And just, I was like, also, I just don't like you either. So why don't you just stop that? Stop your feuding. Both of you play your games, and yeah. we'll see how. This goes. Yeah, show me more Christian. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there any way in your minds that Angelina telling Elizabeth what's going on would have gone well for her, or was this just a bad, you know? 
strategy decision point blank. Mm. We kind of talked about it. I was kind of the mindset that like maybe it didn't need to be done, but yeah, if she if Elizabeth just handles it better in a more productive way, maybe she probably gets away with it and it's not a big deal. But like what's the gain, right? Like if the gain is you maybe gain a jury vote 12 rounds from now, like yeah. Maybe, probably not. They've probably forgotten about it by then. I think really like if Angelina really felt this way about getting rid of Christian and because this is the thing, it's like she just made this move to do this thing. To, to, if, the, if the only goal is jury management, then like it really, there's no reason to do this. Like it's a, that's a high risk, yeah, low reward situation. If you if you're actually looking to make a play, if you're like, you know what, my alliance doesn't have my best interests at heart, they're going after someone that I disagree with. But like you have that conversation to flip. Yeah. That's the only time you have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it didn't seem like she turned that corner, right? It was just like, Hey, it's you like not. Let's do something yeah. about it. That, that was it. All she said was it's you. There's nothing I can do. Sorry. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. You can be a deciding vote tonight. Yeah. She could have been like, let's flip on Dan or, right. you know, what, or whatever. Honestly, that's what Elizabeth should have said to her is if you yeah. really don't want me to go, you can be the deciding vote tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Because and that but forces... that's the thing is like Angelina's not gonna turn on her giant alliance, but she's gonna be shitty kitty that they're not doing what she wants them to do. So mm-hmm. maybe she was just like, fine, I'll tell her and maybe some havoc will be well, that's, what, yeah. all... that's yeah. what I'm saying. But it turned on her. Yeah. That's, but that's Elizabeth's best case is because then if Angelina really wants to try to jury manage, then Elizabeth can look at her and be like, No, like, you're just trying to get on my good side. And you don't want to help me. Mm-hmm. So jury management, not successful. And then you can go tell everybody anyway. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Or you actually get someone to flip with you because they realize, like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah. So like, I think Elizabeth plays this so wrong. I'm, I'm coming back to it. I'm so upset at her. Anyway. <laughs> but she did something and I'm, I'm not upset at that move. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't know. This is just a weird. It's just weird. All of it's yeah. so weird. Yeah. Like, it is. It is. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, low upside play for sure. You get the sense that like this is something that wouldn't even like make air unless it caused the blow of a tribal. You know, this maybe happens regularly. I want to know how many conversations like this happen. Yeah. 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 It's probably not too uncommon. I mean, it's probably when it's very cut and dry and there's like nothing that they can do about it. It probably happens sometimes. Yeah. But well, I mean, that's yeah. that's that's good jury management if you can pull that off. Right. Like it is. Right. But it, at the same time, like. Low upside. Yeah. Um, I just needed to mention Gabby at Tribal Council really steals the show. It's like not even about Gabby. And then she, um, yes, fully steals the show. My favorite part. Um, Gabby. Gabby can't help but cry when she gets emotional on Survivor. Mm-hmm. It's just how she emotes. And she clearly did not want to start crying when she was being angry at Tribal Council. But what really got me was the stinger enhanced 
aggressive tear flicks. I don't know if you caught this, but she would like yeah. rant and then she would go like, <laughs> like <laughs> aggressively flick her tears away and the editing would put like a yeah. in. <laughs> it's excellent excellent stuff it's choice um, yeah if if you haven't seen this recently gabby like you know in the in the midst of the back and forth with elizabeth and angelina is like you know defensive for the david saying like feeling as though they're the underdogs they're on the bottom and that it's um arrogant of the the goliaths to think that they wouldn't try and scramble out of it that's like i mean angelina tries to give a speech about going into battle and like all the goliaths are like whatever but like gabby comes out and she's just like the ultimate david hype beast for yes. this like second and you're like yeah. gabby love gabby love gabby um, anything else from this episode before we move on to our fantasy scoring? I'm really happy Christian didn't get voted out. Yeah, I think we all are. I think we're all potentially worried about our baby boy Christian. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about this watching like the episodes today. It was like Christian and Allison would be like an intellectual powerhouse. Oh, for yeah. Real? Yeah. Like, if they linked that's up. A, yeah, but yeah, we must protect Christian at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, this episode, big jump in points because everybody makes the merge this episode. So you get an extra 10 points, 15 points rather, for everybody on your tribe at this stage in the game. Um, big point totals. This time around, Adam is going to gain 90 points, the King Saul's Revenge tribe. Um, Scott's Sandy Cheeks tribe is going to grab 100 and big week for Emily's Abacad tribe pulling in 140 led by Alec and Allison. And that makes the scoring at this juncture in third place, Scott's Sandy Cheeks tribe with 330 points total. Adams King Saul's Revenge tribe is at 355 and Emily's Abacad tribe Skates out in front with a 400 point total, a uh, sizable margin at this point. And in case you need an update, Mark. Adam's rolling with Kara, Davy, and John. Emily's got Angelina, Carl, Dan, Alec, Allison. Scott has Christian, Gabby, Nick, and Mike. Emily, what do you what do you think? You're in the lead here by a good little good little margin. <laughs> In in people still in the game and overall points. I have points. a lot yeah. of people in the game. Uh, I don't know if Scott has people that are working together. So if his uh, if his little alliance keeps going, he might win this. It's true. Let's go strike force. Let's go. Yeah, yeah Scott, you've got four sixths of the strike force there. Yeah. Um, need that to work out. Let's advance here to our goats in our participation trophies. Um, who is who is goaded with the sauce this time around? Who wants to go first? Tough one, huh? Uh, okay, I'll go first. I am. I I don't know if anybody is a goat this week. I'm going to throw it to Alec. I feel like he did the most to set himself up in this merge. Um, 
he brought in a bunch of other people that could use the similar advantage, but he mm-hmm. really kind of was the driving force in that. So I want to give it to Alec for that. Yeah. And then Angelina or Elizabeth, I honestly don't care, gets my participation trophy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think both of them tried and wound up in sure. only, and one of them wound up in an only slightly better situation. Yeah. So we'll, we'll split it. <laughs> Emily, what are you thinking? Uh, I agree in the participation trophy. I'll give it to Angelique. Angelina? It's like Angelique. Angelina, Miss Bob, Angelique. Yes. Uh, I'll give it to Angelina because I she really tried. She tried something and then she tried something else. She yeah. tried to talk to a and then she tried to lie to everybody about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I love that for her. And um, who's that cute little lawyer? Nick. Nick. Yeah. He's going to be my goat because he's just continuing to build on his alliances and nobody's mad about it. Nick is so good at this game. We'll talk about this more next episode, I'm sure. But like, yeah. yeah. So he's going to be goat. All right. Scott? Um, I was actually thinking Alec, um, as well for the for the goat. Yeah, because yeah, kind of like I don't think anybody like super stood out, but like he kind of formulated the was one of the driving forces behind like the the strike force or yeah. the, the group of six. So, um, I'll give it to him, and then the rest of the episode is kind of hard to name a name a true goat. Um. Participation trophy. I will go with Angelina as well. Sure, not a good, not a good episode for her. You know, I'll I'll double that. Easy, easy picks here for me. Well, hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Outwatch. Next time on Outwatch, we will continue this rewatch with the next episode titled "You Get What You Give." Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.